We build connections through relationships, a necessary part of the human condition. And throughout this journey, we become ever more authentic versions of ourselves. What are your relationships like? Do they strengthen you? Do they make you tired? Do you question them? The beautiful and the ugly? We are Marjorie and Aijin. Our connection grew when we found out that we were both expecting around the same time. Our children, Rami and East, drive many of our conversations about cultivating healthy relationships with self and community. We are Haitian and American, and much of our worldview is shaped through this lens. Tisha's Ba is a Haitian Creole expression that means, pull up your little star chair and listen. This is our intentional way of facilitating growth and increasing our capacity to show up. We believe this is only possible by challenging ourselves to move beyond, to assess our love for self, love for country, our native tongue, community, and cousins everywhere. Are you ready to take this journey with us? Let's enact something new through conversations about the state of us. La Val. Take a seat. This is Rami and East Tichesba. Mommy. Oui, mon amour. Baby, is 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 hi everybody this is Marjorie and Eugene and welcome to Rami and East Tishesba. We are launching our podcast um, this season, focusing on carnival, um, what carnival means to us, the impact of carnival, the cultural relevance of carnival, and all the other stuff. Yeah, and, and so something I think we, it's interesting how our, our podcast is set up. Um, and so we decided like being moms and being busy and we wanted to commit to this journey of working through how do we feel about certain kinds of relationships and how do we do informal conversations that we, we have together. Um, we thought it would be rather apt if we did it this way, like this sort of like these split into seasons, uh, particularly because it means that, you know, it's, it's a different kind of level of commitment. So hopefully this makes sense to the audience is that we're doing it by season, but because we're both Haitian and American at the same time, these seasons mean different things for us. And so currently we're in the carnival season and that brings up a lot of questions for us, especially as we raise our kids in this culture and we work through some of our thought processes and what we've gone through and how we feel about different pieces of our heritage, particularly about how we pass it on to our kids. And so I think we were thinking that it would be rather interesting to do it this way. And so hopefully the audience also, also feels that way. So Marjorie, do you wanna just tell, before you get started, you just wanna tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am Marjorie. I am a mom. God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm a mom. I'm still, I still have a hard time believing it. Um, my, my son, whose name is Rami, he's two. We recently moved to Haiti. So we've been in Haiti uh, full-time, I should say. Um, I've always been in Haiti, but we moved full-time for about four months ago. 
Um, I am a trained psychotherapist. And what that means is I, my work, my practice is focused around mental health. And I think down the line, we'll get in more details about what that looks like and what that is. And I also have a business that works with fabric, specifically um, making head wraps for women and girls. And so for me, I'm excited to be part of this podcast because relationship is sort of like the bedrock of how I move through life. And this um, conversation with Regine is rooted in having conversations about relationship and how those, how we navigate the world through connections. And so I'm happy to be here with you and start this journey with you guys. Great. Yeah. And, and so I guess I'll just introduce myself. So my name is uh, Regine Theodat. I moved back to Haiti in 2010, very randomly. Um, I was a corporate lawyer. And then I transitioned into doing human rights work. And now I own my own co-own, my own business that does food and beverage. And I work in various communication campaigns in Haiti. And, and so for me, I'm anyone who knows me knows that I'm very passionate about job creation and Haiti. And it's challenging now because like Marjorie, I am, I'm also now a new mom. Our, both of our kids are two years old. They are born three weeks apart. And um, our relationship started to develop really because we both discovered that we were pregnant at the same time. And so that's when it started talking about and our pregnancies were, and I think we're pretty open about this, uh, not particularly planned. And so there are a lot of things you would have <laughs> probably work through before had we knew that we we're going to be parents. And so when you become a mom, um, a lot, it triggers a lot of things, like things that you thought about yourself, things that you thought about relationships, and how to be purposeful to pass that on to your kids, all while living in a country as challenging as Haiti, and all balancing the fact that you love a country that's so challenging, and you're raising very curious toddlers in it. And, and so let's get started on Carnaval. Um, so we just came off of Carnaval season, and it's always so funny to me in Haiti because Carnaval season always comes with a lot of politics, and and so I didn't really grow up with Carnaval. I grew up in in Boston, and we didn't. My parents didn't talk about Carnaval, and we didn't celebrate it for. So I didn't really have a large opinion about it. But I definitely realized when I came to Haiti, I expected it to be different. I guess I didn't expect it to be so politicized. And so for people who aren't familiar with, with Haiti, what happens around Carnival is usually the president or whoever the political party is that's in charge, they use it as sort of like this marketing campaign to show the population how good they're doing because having a successful Carnival is usually a sign of having a successful administration. And so it's just interesting to me. But so Marjorie, you grew up in Haiti. How did, yeah. how did you carnival? My carnival experience is actually a bit different for somebody who was born and raised in Haiti because my family was very much against, you're not going anywhere. We don't go to carnival. But I did have the experience of seeing the different, um, the costumes or going to Sean Mas, like, in the morning just to see the decorations. So I got to experience that part, which no longer exists, like the defile and stuff like that. But in terms of like the party, I was never, I have never experienced that. I've never been a part of that because my family was, um, was very conservative and very much, we don't do that kind of stuff. Conservative, like religious conservative? 
it's the weird Haitian cons- I don't even know what to tie it to because it's it wasn't about religion. It was more so about Yodi. Yodi sa fit. Yeah. Like the the shaluska and the for them that was associated with voodoo. And we didn't want to partake. And you know, we didn't want to have any part of that. So I think it was a very much of a it was rooted in a lot of myth but nothing really factual. It was a bunch of Yudzi, but not necessarily because of religion or anything that they knew. It was so something, someone told them there was something happening, therefore we can't go to Carnaval. Oh. And that was for 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> so you've for never 17, been to Carnaval? I went to Carnaval. I went to the actual party, like the dance and the um, stuff about five years ago. Okay. But when I got there, I was like, I was overwhelmed. And so the friends that I was there with, they, they were partying and they'd done that. They do this every year. So I just took a moto and went back to Thomas. I couldn't, I just, I, it was like sensory overload, the pushing, the, the loud music. Because at this point I was old, maybe that's why. It was just too much for my system at once. So yeah, that was the only time. It's, so I've only But I've been, been part of like, the diffies, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I've only been once myself. I went seven or eight years ago for the first time. And my then boyfriend, who's now my husband, I said to him, and I was just a, that Jasper, I had like a just come, as they call you, like you just arrived. And I was like, so Jasper at that point. And I was like, I, I want to go to Carnaval. And I had heard some of the things you ha- had, but I just thought Carnaval was like, you know, we had Carnivals in Boston. We had the Caribbean parade. Yeah. So I thought it was that. And he was like, no, 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 Eugene, you, we, you can't go to Carnaval. He's like, it's getting really violent. He's like, especially if you're a male, you're a woman. People aren't going to push you. He's like, but I'm a male. So I have to. And he's like, he's like, I'm not a big guy. I can't be like being pushed and tossed around by all these people. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I just it's so funny to think back on how ignorant it was. And so I got ready and, you know, the Carnaval outfits. And so I, you know, I got my mm-hmm. short, like the kind of, yeah. you know, you, you have to like work <laughs> to get into. It's like, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to Carnaval. I spent the whole day, like Carnaval, Carnaval, Carnaval. And my, my, my then boyfriend, my, my husband was looking at me like, I can't even believe this Jasper. I got, I, this could have been the day, the perfect day for him to just leave me. And so I convinced him, I pressed on, pressed on, tenim sumwe, maquillage, malena carnaval. And we get there, the shamas, and he was right. So much violence, so much pushing. We finally got onto the shah, pananusu shah, yogalizam. In this, I grew up in, my parents are also conservative, maybe not in the same way that yours are, but also conservative in that I didn't go to a lot of parties growing up. And so, At that point, I was in my mid-20s, so I still had fewer experiences than other people. And I had my first experience of a kui, an IT, when they just heard, like, like just gun <laughs> place. And then I'm in an area I don't know well. We're off of Shamas. And then somebody, a good Samaritan, there's always a good Samaritan in Haiti. He's like, anale, anale, anale. And so we run into somebody's yard. And so I'm, like, crouched under like the balcony and just hearing like gunshots go around. And then we see like somebody come with like blood covering them. And I was like, wow, Sase Carnaval. And then when we get home, he waited until we got home. He's like, OSM did you? And I was like, yes. So that was my one and only Carnaval experience in Haiti. And it's funny, like, I feel like in Haiti, there's always that one negative experience. Then you have so many positives 
that make you forget the negative experience. And despite that being the only time that I've been to a party carnaval, I felt very strongly about having my daughter get dressed up for carnaval this year. Um, so she got the full costume sparkles. Like I'm still taking sparkles off of me now. And it's been like these <laughs> and like maquillage. And I, I feel like there's part of it that there is this nostalgia. And I think a lot of it, and I, I try to process this more and more, is that there's so much nostalgia around what you think something should be and what you think something should be like, that it yeah. keeps you... <laughs> motivated to stay in a space and I think about that a lot with Haiti there's so much nostalgia around what could be or what was or what you see as like the the possibilities like so my carnival experience was incredibly negative but there was that positive person that took me into their home and protected somebody who clearly had no idea what she was doing and and so it's just always always that balance so I don't know, how, how about you? Did Rami celebrate his first carnival yet? Um, no, we, what the school did, his school did like little decor. They did drawing. They said he did the drawing, but I don't know, maybe the teacher did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't, and not because I didn't want to, I just hadn't planned for it. Um, so I had a Ninja Turtle outfit. I just happened to have, so I put that on. <laughs> I put that on him because I was so, I was feeling so much shame for not being prepared, but we didn't. But I think that I think that is something moving forward. I want to be intentional about since we're we're establishing ourselves in Haiti now. I think every year moving forward, I want him to have that um, experience, even if it's just in school where we don't have to, we don't go to Shanmas because there is the the Shanmas that I knew isn't there anymore. But I would like for him to have that experience. Yeah. They do yeah. have the defiles during the day, which I've been to once or twice. Um, but they're just not as good, yeah, as as yeah. people talked about. Like, um, yeah. But it's funny you mentioned the Ninja Turtle costume. That was something that was funny to me when I, I moved to Haiti. And I saw all the kids going to school with um, Halloween costumes. And mm-hmm. I have three stepkids. And one of them, um, one year, was like, oh, I need a pirate costume. And I was like, for what? He's like, carnival. I'm like, but you can't need a pirate costume for carnival. And so the school had mandated what each age put on. Like one was pirates and one was like, I don't remember. But it was just so strange to me that we've, like our carnival costumes, I think of like cousin with like the the carabinah or like something very Haitian. Now people are wearing Halloween costumes. It's it's like that thing where you try to emulate the U.S. But like carnival and, and Halloween are like so or like two different seasons like if we had yeah. the kids dress up in Halloween costumes for Giddy it would make more sense to me like our Day of the Dead celebration would make mm-hmm. more sense to me than the Carnaval it seems like a disconnect mm-hmm. yeah I mean Carnaval is to me is self-expression and it's a collective display of self-expression and however I think our self-expression now is moving, not now, but for a while now, is moving away from anything that is rooted in cultural, cultural, Haitian pride, cultural pride. It's more about showing up as someone else, something else. And I think for me, that's what takes away from the love of Carnaval or what I thought Carnaval was. Even when I went to Carnaval four, five years ago, 
um, I was overwhelmed because of the sensory stuff, but also because just watching the dynamic between Haitians, because it's really the only time that you'll see all types of Haitians in one place. Mm -hmm. But even then there was this like start segregation within yeah. the carnival, which is supposed to be a cultural thing. And that was just too much to witness. So I went about my way. <laughs> it's Yeah. And I, the separation always is related to what you can afford. Like if you mm -hmm. can afford a $20 shah, you're on like the yeah. $20 shah. So for what is a shah in English? A stand? The, stand, the, yeah, yeah. Carnival stand. Mm -hmm. And if you can afford a $40 one, and then some of them you have to know somebody. So I remember that yes. being a thing around Carnaval, like, oh, I know somebody who works for the Mistafis, blah, blah, blah. And so they have this stand or I have mm -hmm. this or not stand float and I have this float or this whatever. And it's it's it was fascinating. And it was like at every turn and point, we find a way to segregate ourselves, like, as, as you said. And I wonder more about whether it's just the human conditioning that does this rather than just saying it's like Haiti. Um, but it, it is rather fascinating. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting because when I've gone to Carnaval in other countries, there people want to be in the crowd. Like there are saying, don't give me wrong, but at some point you people, the goal is to get down and just to be down with everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, I, for me, that part was missing. Because the people who were down were just the people that we all, you know, that the culturally or collectively we sort of separate ourselves from. I think that's that was my experience, at least. I'm not, I don't, I don't know if it's entirely accurate, but that was my observation at the time. And I didn't stay the whole time, but yeah. for the two hours that I was there, it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a fascinating, fascinating experience to see all the different people together. Uh, and just like how implicated it is at all mm -hmm. levels. Like every school has their kids dress up for Carnival. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things where you don't, I don't know whether to be sad or relieved. Like it's great that all the schools have the kids participate. But as we move yeah. away from what our Carnival means to us, because we're emulating the U.S. Mm -hmm. or we're like trying to move away from things that might make us feel like it's related to voodoo, it's yeah. also sad and, yeah. and it just reminds me of how many things you have to be purposeful here about parenting because there's so many different influences on how your child would would see what it means to be Haitian or what they want to consider themselves as in terms of their Haitianness. Yeah. I, I, I think carnival, carnival really in Haiti is an escape because so much is happening in the, you know, in the country, in the, within the year. And I just think we, ch in that moment, we choose not to pay attention to all the deficiencies. Yeah. But it's both beautiful and tragic <laughs> because. And problematic. Yeah. <laughs> when you're the therapist, you have to tell, you have to tell us on a level of one to 10 of trauma, what, what kind of sign it is. You have all these people with complex trauma who decide for three days, we're just not going to think about that. Yeah. Except they all get together and the trauma is all intensified, but it's like denial. Yeah. It doesn't exist, but it shows up. It shows up even in the way we have fun. 
because yeah. oftentimes these enter these moments of fun end up in very tragic ways yeah. and dangerous and yeah and it's always interesting if there is not carnaval how political it becomes mm-hmm. like it becomes very much the president failed because there wasn't carnaval or yeah. i'm going to ignore the failures of this administration because they put on a carnaval yeah and yeah it's it's incredibly fascinating and illuminating yeah. and it's um it's one of those things that i, I want to make sure as i learn more about it that i i i try to decide what i want carnaval to look like in our yeah. household and this year it looked yeah. like spring sparkles and my daughter dancing around in her carnaval dress but i, I want other years um maybe it looks like learning about the history of why we celebrate carnaval to begin with and honestly i don't yeah. even know do you know why i mean i think carnaval was supposed to be about cultural pride it was just to give the country a time to reflect on all the things that we on all of its beauty but it hasn't been that it hasn't been that in a long time it's turned into something very commercialized and then very something political Like when you look when you look at countries around the world like this just say the Caribbean and Latin America carnival is a way they attract tourism. Yeah. I think But, supposedly ours is profitable or it, that's what I've I've heard that it right. is profitable. So I just yeah. asked Google um and the large it's official public ce- celebration of carnival in Haiti started in 1804. So the first year of our independence. Carnaval celebrations were traditionally considered sinful to Protestants to participate. So right. 200 some odd years later, it's, it's the same thing. It's still considered sinful to many Protestants to, to participate in, in Carnaval. But so the, the hypocrisy, yeah, the hypocrisy of that is the people at the Carnaval are Protestant doing the Guyad. I have no idea what religion the people are in the carnaval. I have no idea who they are. Um, Pray for me, mom. Pray for me, mom. You're going to say 10 rosaries after this. Yeah, it's, it's funny we think about Protestants or um, religious people in relationship to carnaval. Two years ago, two or three years ago, there was a... Um, a manifestation in Guadeloupe Cont um it was Cont something it was like i don't remember what it was it was Cont honestly i don't remember they were Cont something Cont something the protestants were <laughs> it was a protestant led one and they were Cont something mm-hmm. and mouchoir rouge was in it they were doing like the drumming it was like a party and they wow. were like, chanting 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 and i'm not very strong with with the vodou i I have like some familiarity with it. Um, right. Here, my husband practices it. Um, multiple members of my family practice it, so I, I've heard of it. But I, I don't ever want to say that I'm super familiar or really understanding of it. But I can recognize the pattern of a voodoo chant. And so they're saying something like "jizzy blah 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 blah," but it was in the pattern of the typical voodoo chants, and it looked like a carnaval. I think they were actually quant carnaval. So they had the stand. And they had all the people behind them, and it gave me the same reflex, like I was in the same kind of odd situation I was. And then just to see the similarities across it, and um, I was with Junior at the time, and he turned on his window, and he's like, 
is this for a voodoo or is this for a Protestant? And they're like, no, 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 Abba, voodoo, Isa. And it was just, <laughs> is it hypocrisy or is it like, what is that word that everyone loves to use now in the US? Um, cognitive dissonance. I have no idea. But in any event, it's, yeah, I, I kind of thought it's always a really interesting and special season for me because it brings up a lot of these. And I will say that this year, it's brought it up for me more. And I think it's because I'm thinking of it in context of what do I hope my daughter understands about Carnaval so that in 23 years, either yeah. I'm proud of what she says or I'm like embarrassed. Like, who raised you? <laughs> Why are you saying these things? Yeah. Yeah. It's complicated. It is complicated. <laughs> We're a complicated it's just, people. We are a complicated people. Yeah. Yeah. When you, yeah. It's complicated and it doesn't help that Carnaval is used as a way to pacify the population, like a political tool to pacify the population. Yeah. And so it really then just cleans out. It takes away the cultural pride. It just becomes about something to have the popular vote. And that, that's destructive. That's and that, sads, that saddens me. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, is Carnaval still more nostalgia for you or is it real? Or is it just like what you think it should be as opposed to what it is? It is. I'm still waiting for Carnaval. Like, <laughs> this is... <laughs> no, I'm still waiting. Yeah, it's more, it's more nostalgic for me yeah. because I, I'm waiting for us to show up. Yeah. Like, not just show out, I'm waiting for us to show up. Yeah. Like show up in all our colors, show up in all our stories and also make new stories, write new stories. I'm just ready for us to rewrite the contracts that we have um, set up with these governments. So I'm waiting. You're waiting. But maybe I should be doing something as well. I don't know what that something is, but. Yeah. So yeah. you have nostalgia. Yes, I do. I think mine too is still nostalgia and a little bit of it is like forbidden. Um, like I didn't know it. So now I want to, I want to know kind of a, like, I want to experience it. It's interesting. My sister lived in Haiti. My sister is younger than me, like just under six years younger than me. And she lived in Haiti when she was like one for a few months and she's experienced a carnaval because I've seen the yeah. pictures. And so she did like that kid's carnaval. So she's had an experience that I, I, I didn't yeah. have. And I do. I still get goosebumps when I think about what carnival is supposed to mean. Mm -hmm. But I've never, like you, I guess I'm still waiting for it. But it's always yeah. interesting to me that I can have like these feelings about something that I haven't experienced about. Yeah. Even if I've but, experienced disappointment from it. Yeah. I do have this, I have this visual often that comes up where it's me and Rami. I have a baton in my hand and we are in front of a gala. And I'm just gooey. Oh, with Rami. And Rami's uh, like, Rami. Rami. <laughs> and Rami Rami's is like, clapping. Yeah, Rami's like, clapping. Yes. And I'm like, maybe one day. Just one day. Maybe not in If you want a gooey in front of the gaga, you have to wait for April. April, April 2021, like practice oh, yeah. season. That's when you're going to see gagas in the streets. I'm going to invite you when they have them down here. So you can, you can, you oh, and Rami nice. can have your, your vision. Oh, that was, oh, I would love that. I, need a staff. <laughs> I think I actually do have a staff. I have a, I have a wooden staff. 
I got okay. you covered this year. Oh, this year. that's awesome. <laughs> this year, that we're gonna, is, oh, I'm excited. We're going to have our experience. <laughs> but I think, so I think that's it from us about yeah. this. So we're going to wrap up, I think. Do you have like, any closing words about the nostalgia of it all for Carnaval? Yeah. Um, that I am waiting for us to show up, but that doesn't just happen. I think we individually we have to make the um, we have to make the the effort, and I have to make the effort. I don't know what that looks like, but I recognize that I have to. So the we is really me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm still processing how that's going to look like. Good. That's yeah, a great because way. I really want that. Ex- yeah, I really want us to have that experience for you and Remy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for this informal conversation. Um, thank you everyone else who tuned in and hopefully you'll tune into the next one, the next, the second episode of the Carnaval season. Yay. (laughs) Hi guys.